listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey, ladies, this is Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Nonstop Mom podcast. It is great to have you and be with you. Um, First, before I get started into this um, podcast, I wanted to announce and let you know that my book is finally out. Yes, I am so excited about it. Um, You know, I had a book that I was uh, getting ready to start at the beginning of the year, and when uh, things shut down, it just, you know, gave me a chance to really bust it out and put onto paper what God was depositing uh, inside of me. So it is out, and it is called... Lines. It is called lines because I want you to envision a boundary line being drawn around yourself, your home, your kids, your husband, your family. You know, we're not putting up with the enemy's mess anymore. As a child of God, if you are saved and you are listening to this podcast, you have rights. You can draw a line in the sand and say, listen, you are not crossing this anymore. I've had it. I'm not putting up with it. And this is why. So it's a 40-day devotional and it's called Lines. It's called Confessions That Create Boundaries Your Enemy Cannot Cross. The reason I put this out is because the end of last year and the beginning of this year, if you've been following my ministry, uh, Nonstop Mom, you would know that I was putting out declarations and I was putting them out uh, weekly, three times a week. And man, what a response. And I had so many ladies write me and say, listen, can you put this in a book? Can you put this on paper? Can you do this with it? And I started thinking like, you know, as I'm watching the children of God uh, get, I don't know if it's tricked or, you know, sideswiped or sucker punched or what by the enemy. I had just had enough because there's so much power in our words and in declaring already what's given to us. The great thing is we don't have to make anything up what we're saying. It's already provided for us. It's just a matter of saying it with our mouth and believing it in our heart for it to come to pass. And so we have a whole life's manual, which is the Bible, of words, powerful, powerful words. The Bible says that the Bible is alive and powerful. So we have to take those words and push them into our future as seeds and watch it come to pass. So you can grab that book. It's a 40-day devotional. It's um You know, it's not just like one little page per day. You know, I go into some stuff and I give you declarations. I give you scripture. I give you, um, you know, a teaching on it. And then after each day, I give you questions that you can do with a group, you can do with a friend, or you can even do by yourself. So it's something to make you think. It's like a food for thought and for you to answer and for you to pull from what you read So then now you can apply it into your life. So you can grab that book now. It's on shop.miracleword.com. Get that ordered now. And I've got a special little, you know, present that's coming within the book as well. If you order it from our store, if you're listening to this out of the country, you can jump on Amazon and you can get that uh, delivered to you uh, based on, you know, whatever country you're in. Okay, so today we're getting into... Um, a topic called 
I don't even know if I have a a title for it, but uh, let's just say built tough. We are built tough. I know sometimes we don't feel that way. I know sometimes as women, maybe we feel like, you know, we're the weaker link or, you know, this or that, but it doesn't matter, male, female, God has built us tough. And I'm going to go through it because the other day I was reading one of my favorite verses and you know, I'll read it and then maybe come back to it a few months later or, you know, come across it again. And it stirs me up. It makes me feel so strong. I'm like ready to start like punching and kicking punching bags and, you know, run miles. And I don't know, just it, it make it stirs me up. It makes me want to dance around my house. When you read the word of God, but not scan over, I mean, Open your Bible before you read, pray, and say, Lord, give me revelation of your word. I want to see what you're saying to me. We can't exhaust the word of God. Okay, ladies, we can say, oh my gosh, I have read, I don't know, let's pick a book of the Bible, Matthew. I've read Matthew over and over and over again. I know all the parables. I know all the healing stories. But listen, it never gets old because it can be applied every day of your life and it's fresh. It's a fresh word for you today from the word of God. So never look at the Bible and be like, man, I've read that verse a hundred times. I can tell you now, you know, I was raised in church. I come from a great uh, Christian parents who raised me in church. And, you know, it's something we've always done. But there are verses now that I have read when I was little that I get so much from now just by being mature in the word and reading it with eyes of understanding and not just my natural eyes to do my quote unquote daily devotion and then I'm done. No, when you open the word of God, say, Lord, you know, hey, some of you are not moms that are listening. We have a little bit more time. Some of you are moms that are listening and you feel like your time is a little more crunched based on, you know, how many kids you have, what stage of life they're in, what you're doing with them. So listen, Uh, anyone who's followed me for a while knows, listen, there's different seasons, but we all have the ability to do something. Take one verse and just chew on it. Get that revelation of it and then move on to something else if all you have time is for one verse. So today in this podcast, I'm going to give you a few verses. We're going to dig into them and show you how and why you are built tough and for what purpose. So we're going to read out of Psalm 46. We, meaning me, I don't know, it's like a natural thing to say, I guess because I'm envisioning all of you here with me right now while I do this podcast, but Psalm 46, and I'm going to start in verse 4, okay? I mean, this makes me excited, and if it's something later that you have to go to because you're listening to in the car, I encourage you, write this down and go read it, print it, put it in front of you, and realize what it's saying to you. I'm going to read it all and then I'm going to break it down for you. Psalm 46, 4. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God himself lives in that city. It cannot be destroyed. God will protect it at the break of day. The nations are in an uproar and kingdoms crumble. God thunders and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come, see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world and causes wars to end throughout the earth. 
He breaks the bow, the I'm sorry, he breaks the bow and snaps the spear in two. He burns the shields with fire. Be silent and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord Almighty is here among us. The Lord of Israel is our fortress. That makes me want to shout. Like I feel the anointing on those verses just reading them. It stirs up a gift of faith in me, and I'm telling you, my strength is renewed. If you guys wake up tired or you guys wake up and feel like, man, I don't have the energy for the day, I guarantee, read these verses and read them aloud and let your spirit man hear your voice say it and you will be stirred up. So as I talk about today with you guys that you're built tough, I'm going to show you why. So let's start with verse 4. Verse 4 says, A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. Start breaking the verses down. Do a study on, on the verses that you read. Think about what does a river do? When there's a river, it's constantly moving, right? So a river's constantly moving. Uh, rivers, you know, they're flowing. They're, they're going. They're not just sitting there. It's not just stagnant water. It's moving water. You know, it, it, when there's a river, it's water. What does it represent? Provision. When a river is going, when you see a river, you see provision. Think about being out in a hot desert. <laughs> if you see a river, you are excited. You realize, hey, I can drink. My life is good. I'm going to live. I can get cleaned up. Think about the meaning of a river. It means provision, maintenance, sustaining of life. When I think of a river and I look up uh, what a river does, those are the things I think of. So when you look in four, a river brings joy to the city of our God. So when you think about joy, what do you, you know, my mind automatically goes to Nehemiah 8. The joy of the Lord is our what? Strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You want to be strong? You want to stay in constant strength? You want to be able to do all that God's carried you, uh, called you to do? You want to be able to be considered built tough? What must we have? The joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We can't feel weak. We can't feel depressed. We can't feel sad. We can't feel like we're going to kick the dirt. We can't feel like we're not going to do anything when we are in joy. So the river of joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the most God. So we need to keep that river flowing. We need to realize there's life in the river and that river is led to the city. All right, so let's look at number five, verse five. God himself lives in that city. It cannot be destroyed. I, I'm, when I was reading this one time a while back, and I caught my eye, I was going to, let me say my, my spirit man's eye on that verse. It excited me so much because look what that city represents. Look at that. God himself lives in that city. That city's you. 
That city is me. God himself lives in that city. And when God lives in that city, what does the next part of that verse say? It cannot be destroyed. It cannot be destroyed. As long as you're keeping Jesus in the city, it can't be destroyed. It can't be broken down by sickness and fear and anxiety and being exhausted and being depressed and living the cares of this world. Think about it. It's your city. Just like my devotion book is called Lines. Draw a boundary line around your city. Okay? I'm not thinking about where you actually live right now. I'm not thinking about, you know, where I live right now. I mean the city as me. Me. I'm the city. God dwells in that city. And it cannot be destroyed. Get that revelation today. I don't care what's going on in this world. I don't care about the quote unquote scamdemic. I don't care about a virus that's been uh, l- released in this world. It's not the first virus. It's not the last virus. And this virus isn't any different from anything else that's been out there. They have put fear, the media has pushed fear. It's trying to change the lives of how we operate, how we think, what we think about people, how we communicate. And I'm not having it. It will never destroy my husband's Life, it will never destroy my children's life. It will never destroy my life. It's not allowed near me. And so that's how you have to talk. That's how you have to get bold in your spirit, man, and be like, listen, whatever they want to say about what's going on is the quote unquote new normal, but I'm not having it for my family. I'm in charge of my city, okay? I'm in charge of my city. Your body is your city. You are in charge of it. Jesus lives in it. Like this verse says, it cannot be destroyed. Don't let the cares of this world weigh down on you. Ugh, I just, anyway, I'll keep my focus on what I'm doing here. (laughs) All right, verse five is the city is you. As long as you keep Jesus in that city, it cannot be destroyed. And you go on to six and seven and eight. That's what's happening right now. Nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms are crumbling, right? God thunders and the earth melts. You don't have to worry about what's going on right now. Our economy is, yes, there is a one world system that's trying to break free right now with 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 this world and what's going on. But listen, we are praying people. We are people that speak the word of God. We're a people that does something about it. Get the fight back in your eyes. Get that boldness back in. Get it and let's turn it on to this world. I'm not going to look like everybody else. I'm not going to talk like everybody else. And I'm not going to be like everybody else. And these are things that you need to encourage yourself with, encourage your children with, encourage your spouse with, encourage your friends with. That is how we have to look. We have to look different. God's taking care of the rest. Don't you worry about it. You focus on being the light. You focus on being strong. You focus on not looking like everyone else. The world's a mess and all freaked out. You stand your ground. Why? Verse 5. God lives in that city. It cannot be destroyed. Let's look at verse 10. Be silent and know that I am God. People want to quote this all the time. Uh, You know, be still and know that I am God. Be silent, know that I am God. 
I'm going to do a whole podcast on like lyrics from songs that we sing in church that nobody even thinks about when they leave church. So to be continued because I'm so sick of that garbage. I'm so sick of watching everybody sing something and, you know, we're in this moment and we believe, you know, God can do this. And then when we leave, we live a completely different life. Don't, don't, I don't even want to get started, but don't go to church and sing songs that you don't mean. Let's put it that way. Um, Let's live out what we say. Let's live out what we sing. Let's live out what we pray. Let's live out what we read. All right. So verse 10, be silent and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation and I will be honored throughout the world. Be still. Be still, people. What does that mean? Okay, that doesn't mean we don't do anything. Being still in the kingdom of God, it doesn't mean we're not proactive. It doesn't mean we're just going to sit back and, hey, what comes, what comes, you know, life throws me lemons and I'm just going to make lemonade and, you know, kind of go with the flow. I'm just going to, you know, just do whatever's happening if this is, no, that's ridiculous. That's not what being still means. Be production and moving and momentum, listening to what God says and doing it quickly, that's all the kingdom of God. When he's talking about being silent and being still, we need to make sure our minds are still. That's what it means. Be still, be silent, and know that I am God. When you know who your God is, you don't have to frantic. Be in frantic about anything. You don't have to worry. You don't have to uh, be, you know, all concerned because you're still and you know what the word of God says. If you go to Isaiah 26, 3, it says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you and what? Whose thoughts are fixed on you? Whose mind is fixed on you? That's what it means to be still. Settle your mind. Don't let your mind race. Don't let your mind keep you up at night. You tell your mind who the boss is. You tell it, listen, peace be still. Peace causes trust. Peace causes stillness. Peace is calm. People will think maybe you're careless because you're so full of peace, but listen, I've learned to not care about that. (laughs) Sometimes people think, you know, I should probably get worked up about more stuff. And I get worked up about the things like a righteous anger. But believe me, when it comes to chaos, when it comes to worrisome, when it comes to the things of this world, when it's I am calm. And people who truly know me know because they'll ask me sometimes if like, you know, do you have a pulse? (laughs) But it, it, it's peace, it's supernatural peace that he's given to us. And if we keep our mind fixed on things above, right? That's why the verse says that, to put our mind on things above, above where we are, above this world system. We're not part of this world. We shouldn't think like this world and we shouldn't care what this world thinks, you know, about the things we do. I'm not asking the people of this world permission. I don't. I don't work for them, okay? I'm not asking anybody a part of this world permission. I've got one boss, 
And as long as I please him, that's all that matters. And that is how we have to get that mindset for. So when verse 10 says, be still, be silent, your mind has to be fixed on things above. Perfect peace will come when your thoughts are fixed. I mean, I'm, I, I am didn't not even going there and I don't even have it, you know, in my mind, but it just came to me with James. So what does it say about double mindedness? You won't get your prayers answered. You're like a wave up, down, up, down. Do I believe it? I don't believe it. Is he faithful? Is he not faithful? Is he teaching me a lesson or is he a good God? You know, it's like a roller coaster up, down, up down. I feel great today. Oh, but you know, this happened. So now it's going to be forcing my emotions down. And then, okay, wait, next I need to go up. So I need to do this. It's like, no, just stay in a straight line. Just stay, pick a side, pick a side and stay there. He's never uh, failed and his word never will fail. These are the things like I'm talking about, we'll sing about on Sunday and forget the rest of the week. We have to get in to the word of God for ourselves. We cannot ride the tailcoats of uh, anybody. That only lasts so long. You need to get on your own. You need to cut the cord and you need to go for it on your own. And anybody can, not just people in in the fivefold ministry, not just people in any type of leadership in a church or teaching a Bible study. All of us. Christians, little little Christ, Christians, anyone who is born again, who has asked Jesus, you know, to live in their heart, has the ability and needs to be digging into the word of God every day. Because if you don't keep your minds fixed on him, what happens? The what if comes. What is the what if? To me, that is the watering pot all right, I picture a can like when you go and you water flowers of you watering fear. It grows, it gets bigger, and if you do the whole what if thing, forget it. You can have a whole conversation, ladies, come on. You can have a whole conversation uh, that you've made up in your mind that's never even really happened of a what if. And then that's just what you make your decisions on. Don't base your decisions on the what if, okay? Just be still, know what God's word says, and be planted. So then I got to thinking, being planted. The Bible talks a lot about trees. I, you know, was doing a study and I was thinking, man, what all these trees and, um, And I was thinking, you know, since the beginning of time, trees have been there. I mean, the Garden of Eden and so on. It's it's it. And the Bible talks a lot about trees. And I was thinking built tough. Why? Why is he always mentioning trees and different, you know, all throughout the Bible? It's mentioned. Uh, If you go to um, Psalm. What did I have? Uh, Psalm 92, 12 through 14. But the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit and remain vital and green. The godly will flourish like palm trees. Why didn't he use anything else? 
I I love palm trees. I live in Florida. That's one of my favorite trees to look at, to be around. And they are pretty interesting to study because they, they can live in any climate. They're strong. They have many roots. Um, they're always producing fruit. You know, so when I read all this, it makes sense as to why it says the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. When you look up what a cedar tree does, one of the cool things I, I looked up was um, it keeps its leaves year round. So like it, even though it keeps its leaves year round, it stays in production. So it keeps growing, like there's constant growth. So as the new ones are coming out, the old ones die off. There's not a time like with other trees in the winter where the leaves fall off and it stays sticks until spring comes back around. Cedar trees are in constant production. It's year round, continual growth. And that's what he says. They'll grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon because the cedar trees stay strong and in production. And that's how he looks at us. That's why I'm saying, don't take the verse, be still and be silent as doing nothing. Stay in that mode of productivity, but you keep your mind still. You keep your your your, your uh, words silent that are negative. Speak positive things over your life. So we are built tough, represented like a tree, planted by a river. Psalm 1, go read Psalm 1. You know, I won't go into every verse that's coming to me in chapter, but just all these connections are just so wonderful to look at. You know, do a study on something, pick a topic, and then look throughout the Bible and see how all throughout the old and the new are all connected with things. What, you know... God likens us to trees within the Bible. Palm tree, like I said, is one of them. It's useful. It's strong, right? What does it provide? Food, coconuts. Um, I know some of them have like uh, the banana trees are, are types of palm tree. That, so, so it provides lots of food, shade, promises of water. Because if you read about palm trees, it's got lots of roots, many roots that go into the ground. Um, so it's strong. Palm trees are not falling over during hurricanes. You know, I live in Florida. So, you know, to watch these hurricanes that come through and all other trees will tip over. But palm trees like stick it out through this terrible storm. They're there and they <laughs> they they look like, you know, nothing's even happened to them when the hurricane comes through and it's like the next day and it's sunny and calm and peaceful outside. You know, so they're built tough to withstand uh, cold temperatures. They're built tough to withstand storms. You know, I was taking a bike ride the other day and um, after maybe a 20-minute storm that just like blew through here and you go – I went to this new newer neighborhood and they had these trees planted and they have like the strings that are attached to them that dig into the ground. Well, that didn't help at all because they were all tipped over. And I was thinking to myself, what a job uh, this person has to have to come back and put all these, <laughs> plant these trees again. But I thought to myself, look at all the palm trees that are uh, still standing. What were their roots connected to? Their roots are connected to a proper source. Okay, Um, even when it comes to being built tough for miracles 
and seeing, you know, seeing your way through to the very end. You know, I was thinking this came to me when I thought about trees was Mark 8, 24 through 25. The man looked around. Yes, he said. So in this scenario, Jesus um, is healing a blind man. Can't see. All right. So he says, I see people, but I can't see them clearly. They look like what? They look like trees walking around. Do you think Jesus didn't have enough power to just, you know, instantly, bam, eyes are open? What did this man learn? His faith reached out and grabbed, okay, his supernatural eyes. Look what his supernatural eyes saw. He said, well, I... I couldn't see anything before, but now the people that I see over there, they look like trees. His supernatural revelation as he's receiving his miracle saw the trees, but they were actually people. Jesus laid hands on him again, and it says that he placed his hands on the man's eyes again and his eyes were open. His sight was completely restored and he could see everything clearly. Think about this. Whatever you're believing for, whatever you think you're going through, whatever you are going through, you know, go through it. God's got a miracle for you. God has a a good life for you. God has a struggle-free atmosphere for you. You are built tough. You are built tough. And I'm going to say that over and over again. Not just because that's what my podcast is on. It's because I want you to grab a hold of that concept. Think about the types of trees that I have listed, what the verses I have read, and how they're all tough. It says over in Proverbs uh, 3.18, Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. Wisdom. Okay? Wisdom is the tree of life. Why are we built tough? What are our roots connected to? Are they connected to the things that this world is saying? Are they connected to the news media outlet? Are they connected to someone else's voice that's giving their opinion? Are they connected to your friends? Are they connected to, you know, a movie, a show, the news? What are your roots connected to? What's giving them life? You know, I have this great opportunity to homeschool our kids and relearning science and different things. And obviously, you always know that roots draw up the water into the rest of the tree, the plant, the flower. It's like the straw inside of the stem, inside of the tree. The roots serves a purpose of holding strong onto something and the roots have to be connected to something into the ground. What are your roots connected to? They were connected to the past. They connected to uh, old hurts, new hurts, current hurts. I mean, what are your roots connected to? Because what they're connected to is drawing up inside of the tree. You are that tree. What, what's drawing up? Are you having bitterness draw, draw up? Are you having fear, anxiety? Are you having torment? What are your roots connected to? Because when your roots are connected to, when you go back to um, the, the chapter and verses that I was going off of, which was Psalm 46, 4 through 11, 
when they're connected to that river of joy that leads into the city that I said is you, it cannot be destroyed. You are strong. What are your roots connected to? What are they drinking from? What is causing the life inside of your body to grow and to be built tough? You know, we all have outlets of where knowledge, uh, information comes to. And you've got to feed your spirit man the right stuff. you got to drink from the right river. you got to get that for yourself. We all have the ability. God has miracles for us. He has provision for us. We are to raise our faith up to new levels. But we have to... Uh, get it for ourselves. One of the things, you know, that I always am, am telling uh, anybody, not just women, kids, men, women, you know, all ages, we have to go after it. We can only ride the coattails of our pastor, our husband, uh, whoever in the fivefold ministry, our Bible, you know, study leader. Uh, we can only ride that for so long, but we've got to get the revelation deposited into our spirit because we have a work to do. And we're not supposed to look like anybody else and talk like anybody else and going through crisis to crisis and teaching that whole struggle message that God just, you know, perfects me in my struggle and I get to learn so much. Well, news flash, news flash, you have a testimony by not having to go through stuff. That's a testimony in itself. That's how we can live. You know, yes, uh, something comes our way. It's scriptural to be attacked. It's unscriptural to be defeated. So when something comes our way, you learn your lesson. You know, you know what to do, how to handle it. God's built us uh, with the ability uh, to have strength no matter male or female. Because when he made us in his image, that's it, in his image, and it's our job to go after it and to look like him, to be that representation of him. So ladies, I encourage you, you know, go back, really study out Psalm 46, 4 through 11, and realize when God inhabits the city, that's us, the city, we can't be destroyed. He's built us tough. We're like these solid trees that he wants in his courts, like I read in Psalm 92. We're planted by the river. We're productive at all times. We're fruitful. We will multiply. We will do great things for what God has called us to do. We'll be the best wife. We'll be the best worker. We'll be the best mother. And we have the ability to do it and in all areas. But you know what? I challenge you to study this out. Go through the things I said. Get connection. And I want to hear from you if you have further questions on it. If you get a revelation on it, iron sharpens iron. Listen, and I want to hear what God has deposited into you. I want to hear it. I want to rejoice with you. I want to say amen. Right on. You got this. So contact me, Instagram at Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Join me on Facebook on Nonstop Mom. Um, we got about over 2,000, getting ready to be over 2,000 women in the group. Uh, we just bought a studio, so I'm getting ready to uh, go do more lives through Nonstop Mom. Still want to do parties, still want to bless you. Um, I love giving stuff away to you. And listen, be a part of of this. Be a part of Nonstop Mom. You know, I started with, with Nonstop Mom being the title because that's what I am. I'm a mom and I'm legit nonstop. And so that's my title. But don't let that 
uh, you know, if you know somebody who's not a mom or even not even married, don't be discouraged because all my teachings are for, you know, anybody really. So just know that nonstop mom is me. And if you are a mom of many, it's you too. But just know that like what I'm teaching is to strengthen women, no matter married, uh, yes, married, mom, not a mom, young, older, you know, be encouraged by this. I love you ladies. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I will talk to you soon.